I'm Carol Coletta, and this is Night Cities. Like so many cities where manufacturing once dominated the local economy, Detroit has a lot of vacant land. What to do with that land is the focus of some exciting new work by Aaron Kelly. Aaron is program manager of Innovative Landscapes, an initiative of Detroit Future City. This week, the group releases a beautiful, smart set of step-by-step guides to replanting and reusing Detroit's vacant lots. Aaron, how much vacant land is there in Detroit? People find comfort in numbers, and um, I like to frame it as currently there's one vacant lot for every three residents in the city. That's a lot of vacant land, and your vision is to plant them all? Uh, The vision for the field guide to working with lots is to provide hands-on resources and tools, so user-friendly tools, for Detroit residents, organizations, businesses to participate in land transformation activities. The Detroit Strategic Framework um, speaks about an open space network, which includes a range of activities, including the stewardship of single and double lots, um, but all of the land, there are more options. There's a whole rainbow of green options appropriate for the inventory of land that we have in Detroit. Well, I got a sneak preview last week of these guides, and I, I, they are remarkable. First of all, they're beautiful, and then they're so easy to follow, even for those of us who just love looking at gardens and not gardening. Talk about the range of guides that you have available and how they're organized, because I think they're just whether you live in Detroit or don't live in Detroit, I think it's such a fantastic resource for cities. Oh, thank you for that. We're excited about the, the field guide as well. So the first phase of the guide includes 34 design options for lots. So they range from, I have a new side lot, and I'd like to plant a living fence that can buffer um, whatever's happening beyond my land um, from my domestic space. Um, to strategies that are very participatory. They're intended for small groups. Uh, For example, we have a party lot um, that's set up with the placement of flowers and trees to structure space for small gatherings, Um, to more extreme water management strategies. Uh, Participating in a healthy Great Lakes ecosystem is really important for us in Detroit. And so I'd say at least two-thirds of the designs address stormwater in some way. And one of my favorites is the infiltrator, and it's a giant rain garden that uses plants that have more greens and whites in them than a floral planting palette. And the, the rain garden is actually in the footprint of where a house used to be. So in Detroit, the infiltrator provides a way to recognize Uh, the historic fabric of a neighborhood, um, but manage our current stormwater needs. Um, And the designs, you know, they range from uh, every type of user, whether it's uh, construction through a volunteer-based process, whether a small group would like to hire a professional landscape contractor to work with them. Um, So some of the designs have topographic manipulation where there's actually a shaping or re-sculpting of the land. And that's, that's tricky stuff that's better done by professionals. But the planting can be a really fun, a, a really civic-facing process and activity and a way to get folks in a neighborhood excited about uh, participating in land stewardship and 
land transformation. So we describe the designs uh, for volunteers, for professionals, and also where there's an opportunity for the both to work together. So now you have the guides. How do you activate people to either, as you say, plant themselves or to get together and, and hire others to do it for them? What's the activation strategy now? Well, that's a wonderful question. Uh, we have just started the launch process and you know, we made the field guide with uh, the great experience and knowledge of about 50 different organizations and businesses here in Detroit. These are folks who've been working with land for longer than uh, the Detroit Future City Implementation Office has been in place. Um, so there's a, a real depth of experience, and we're starting by getting those folks and those organizations up to speed on the range of resources. So there's the printed designs, uh, there's a range of other resources available on the Field Guides website, which is dfc-lots.com. And so we're starting by getting the folks who've been involved and been at the table through this um, somewhat messy process over the last year, um, familiar with what we have at hand. Um, from there, we're working on going out to connect with other stakeholders, so residents, small groups that we, our office, may not be personally in touch with um, in order to get folks up to speed on on the resources. Part of what we're hoping to do is actually launch a, a mini-grant program to provide uh, resources to individuals and small groups um, working in Detroit to build and test the materials um, with support from our office, but essentially through, through a process and structure that the individuals um, phrase. And I think a really important part of, of launching this work, um, other than inviting folks to some of the, the build opportunities, so a great one, <laughs> we have a design called the Turbo Till, and, and they're all my favorite in their own ways, but the Turbo Till includes earthworms. It includes thousands of earthworms. And I think the delight for some folks, and the terror for others, but the delight of seeing a giant box full of earthworms open up <laughs> And then to be able to spread them across the land is a very uh, compelling experience. Um, but I say this because in addition to getting folks involved in the activities, so the activity of, of construction, also the activity of dreaming up um, what might be appropriate in their neighborhood or their space, is, um, is building examples um, of these designs so that people can come and see and touch and smell these things in the ground here in Detroit. Um, Detroit, like many cities, is working to better manage our, our stormwater infrastructure, so the combined sewer overflow events that many cities um, in the U.S. are, are dealing with. And um, as we learn together um, better practices for managing stormwater and learning about what this means from the perspective of city infrastructural systems and also from, you know, what does this mean for me as a, a person that I want to park my car in a shady spot where it's it's cool um, in the afternoon, that um, really having direct contact um, with, with these examples, because this is relatively new to Detroit, is super important. Detroit, Erin, continues to ramp up its efforts to tear down deteriorated houses, and I know there are a lot of them in Detroit. In, in graduate school, you studied the ecologies of demolition. When do you think it makes sense to tear down, making room for planting, and when does it make sense to preserve? Well, that's a great question, and um, there are many people 
actively working in Detroit to find the best answers to that. Um, I can say that we, you know, the the city and all the folks involved with this process currently in Detroit are prioritizing the removal of buildings in areas where other people live. And so if you can imagine, I'm going to go out and I'm going to spend my monopoly money um, in an area. It can be in an area where removing the the house that used to be there, that that investment can touch the lives of five families, or conversely, it can touch the life of one family who lives a block away. And um, the current prioritization is to remove buildings from neighborhoods and areas um, where there are a higher density of, of youth, of elderly, of families who benefit from from that investment. Um, something that we're excited about at Detroit Future City is the opportunity to pair the building removal process with a diversified land stewardship process. So part of that is the side lot disposition program where that land um, that a building is removed, uh, where a building's been removed, can be basically directly transferred to the resident living next door. And that creates a, a really um, nice model for continued stewardship. Um, without the steward, we are authoring another liability, which is unmanaged land. Um, so the side lot is a great example. Um, the mayor here is, has championed another initiative, which will um, basically lease land to block clubs and to small groups who don't need to have a legal status as a way of stewarding land and parcels of land that aren't directly adjacent to another resident. And that's where many of these designs in the field guide can come into play. Um, but I think the, the important thing and something to really um, be proud of is the, the great, the tremendous effort and energy that's been, sent, been spent um, to prioritize where and how demolitions occurring um, and to begin to consider what can happen with that land um, when the side lot strategy isn't an option um, and also when, when the block club, um, the kind of adjacent steward, um, isn't an option. So, Carol, you're right. I'm, I'm trained as a landscape architect, and um, from the beginning of my work in Detroit, I have always been very interested in the relationship between the building removal process and then what happens with the land, how you can steward the land um, in an anticipatory way. Before taking the job at Detroit Future City, you were a Detroit Revitalization Fellow. Tell me about that experience and whether you believe it's an effective way to build a city's leadership capacity. Well, we, we joke, uh, we former fellows, that uh, fellowships, there must have been a conference or an event uh, that uh, proclaimed the value of fellowships. Because it seems there, there are just so many around currently, uh, but I can't say enough um, good things about the Revitalization Fellowship. For me, it was a chance to uh, relocate to Detroit and do work I was very interested in, in doing. And for many others, it was a chance to return to Detroit um, and to work within a network of organizations and a network of individuals um, advancing the revitalization of Detroit in some way. So my cohort, there were architects, there were um, environmental planners, there were folks that worked in hospital finance. It was a range of, range of individuals with a range of backgrounds um, placed in 25 organizations um, located in Detroit. Some were civic government, some were private sector. The majority were nonprofit organizations 
but as a strategy to transition into a new city. It was a wonderful experience. Um, I think from the capacity build, building uh, perspective, that the Revitalization Fellowship has been able to continuously um, contribute and build relationships between organizations and businesses in Detroit who might not have otherwise been so well connected. Um, and I think, you know, it's funny the surface is now, but really from the process of making the field guide, we pulled together organizations who were on each other's radar but may not have been working very closely. And I can definitely say through the process we've been through to create the field guide that there are more relationships and they're stronger. And that may be as effective of an outcome as the actual designs and resources themselves. I, I think that's often true. We we devalue process and relationship building um, to to value the thing that we can see, uh, you know, the other is 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 invisible to us. But I agree with you; it has great great value when it works right. Okay, I love these guides. Um, the field guide to to working with lots. You said it's uh, when will the guides be available, and are they downloadable? Tell me about how to get them in my hands. The field guide will be available this week at dfc-lots.com. That's the website for our field guide project. Um, from the website, you can download the individual lot designs. So we have 34 in the first phase. Um, you can also download the technical construction packages if you're looking to hire someone or if you yourself are um, a landscape contractor um, that can read those type of documents. We also have a book, and the book is really a hands-on resource for exploring um, land and design in neighborhoods. The book will be available on the website, and we also have copies at our office. Um, so for the book, it will be easiest, if you'd like one of the printed ones, um, to stop by our office in Detroit. Um, otherwise, we will have the book available for download on the website. Well, we have listeners from everywhere but i i guarantee you there's there's it's always a good idea to have an excuse to go to detroit and going by the detroit future city office to pick up a book on working with lots uh the field guide is just as good as any so aaron i love the work you've done i really think it is magnificent it's inspiration to all of us and with so many cities dealing with vacant lots uh, I, I think you've done something that will be useful to cities everywhere. Thank you so much for your work, and thanks for being our guest on Night Cities. Oh, thank you. Erin Kelly is Program Manager of Innovative Landscapes at Detroit Future City. You can follow us on Twitter at hashtag Night Cities and at C. Coletta. Sign up for our newsletter at nightfoundation.org forward slash podcast to get the five things you should know from this interview and others. You've been listening to Night Cities. I'm Carol Coletta.